The Maverick UFO. It's weak. I already know, but <coughs> it's what I be trying to tell people. Like when I be talking about female shit and female nature and all that. I be really mm-hmm. just, I, I really be trying to help them out to be like, hey, <laughs> we we know y'all can't control it. Like, it's no shade. Right. But yeah, yeah, exactly. like, because of that shit, be cool with what happens right. next. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got to- Exactly, what's going to follow. Yeah, like, you just got to understand and be aware of what goes down because you built like that. And the same thing yes. for men, you know, because mm-hmm. we- naturally understand kind of like that that element of violence like i spoke about before right you know just dudes know you can only do so much before some shit happened to you mm-hmm. and it'd be little it'd be little shit that people don't really connect the dots on and i'll be thinking about like boys growing up playing probably a few more sports than girls naturally right. and then mm-hmm. you know boys growing up playing video games so you play a video game motherfucker. you know if you play a video game and depending mm-hmm. on what you do, like different things happen. You yeah, know? exactly. And yeah. and just even back to reality, some of the things that when they go into the little boys' room and they tell us shit, they don't hold nothing back. Yeah, you know? they yeah, exactly. And, and they mm-hmm. tell us all the bad stuff. When they go into a little girl's room, they tell her all the good stuff. Yeah, all the good so stuff. Yeah. We mm-hmm. so we grow up, and then now we have that. Yeah, we, we have this disconnect because mm-hmm. all her life she's been told nothing but the positive shit. So yeah. when shit doesn't we go had her, the aggressive had to tough it out type shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then so when shit doesn't go her way, she thinks we're the bad guy. But right, they walked in our room as young men and young boys and told us all the bad shit so we could prepare yeah. for it. So we're mm-hmm. not thinking about no fluffy shit. That makes you sense. Know? That makes sense. But of course, we get grown and we have our own agendas and our own <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's just, then, yeah, we got to start switching shit around, you know. And all dudes ain't fucking Barack Obama, you know what I'm saying? And Martin Luther King and shit. <laughs> no, they, ain't, they ain't got they ain't got them type of mic skills to comfort women within the message. Yeah, that's where it is. Yeah, yeah. So the delivery of the messages come across a lot yeah. different for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because a lot of times for women, how you package it matters 100 percent because mm-hmm. and also too who says it matters a hundred percent because mm-hmm. a lot of times two people can be saying the same thing but if oprah say it versus if bernie mac say it it's going to be completely different yeah you know exactly, like they like bro. they exactly. they they not hearing certain shit from certain people whereas mm-hmm. men were more so groomed to be like hey like what that nigga say you know, like yeah, exactly. You know, versus, you gotta run that back. Run yeah, that like back, turbo. yeah, like versus versus like who said it and how it was said and if he said it pretty and all. You know, mm-hmm. like we grew up with them ghetto ass. You know, black yeah. black men and uncles and shit. Hey, boy, let me, tell, <laughs> let me tell you something real quick. Yeah, let me holler at you real quick. Yeah. You keep on doing that shit. The stars ain't gonna line for you, son. You're yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what does that shit mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you gotta mm-hmm. start. You know, you put that two and two together and people don't take yeah. it easy on you put so yeah perspective, bro. yeah yeah man you gotta put that shit in perspective because because <laughs> the dynamics is different so uh-huh. but nah it'd be it's cool though i ain't i ain't i ain't never mad at women for doing the shit they're gonna do anyway i just gotta let them know oh, yeah. what's gonna happen like all right exactly <laughs> do do whatever you want to exactly. do 
just be cool with what happens next. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and that's exactly. that's that's not a threat. That's just me that's, being it, honest. But then that's just like in life too, though, bro. It's just like every action got a reaction. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cause and so effect. It's like, hey, yeah, do whatever you want to do. Right. But just be cool <laughs> with what might happen <laughs> afterwards, bro. Just, just be cool. Just understand what goes down, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool. Ain't nobody blaming you. I ain't mad. No hard feelings. But you need to go watch exactly. New Jack City. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Nah, exactly. Right. Oh, shit. <laughs> Always business. Mm-hmm. Never personal. Nah, that's facts, bro. That's like, facts. I, like I, I fuck with you, but you bad for business. You know, but that kind of that go that kind of go. <laughs> that just made me remind me of this story that my one of my partners told me yesterday, bro. It was like this dude had beef with him right. because his gal <laughs> was flirting with my partner, bro. So and he didn't like that. Right, right. So then you know, like my partner, he always gonna be on alert because you never know what this nigga gonna be on or what you know what he gonna try to be. You know. Well, he gonna yeah. try to flex. So one day the dude came up to him, spoke to him like, hey, bro, you know, I just want to let you know it wasn't no problems, blah, blah. And he was like, hey, I'm just letting you know, I'm always like this just in case you won't smoke. So right, right, I right. just need to be ready for whatever might come. So it's, it's the same thing. It's like, hey, exactly. you you want to simplex that, that way? Hey, just to know that if, if it gets <laughs> taken there or if you say some shit out of line, right. it's, it's to you, it's yeah. to you. So no, it, yeah, ma- it makes sense in, in different, in all kinds of scenarios, bro. Yeah, bro. And that's why I'll be posting this shit I'll be posting on my Instagram about like women empowerment and tell, tell women the truth and all of that shit. Because I feel like growing up, society naturally doesn't groom women for the <laughs> other side of the coin. So then mm-hmm. when it's presented to them as adults, it's too late and they devastated and yeah. they heartbroken and they chose the wrong dude and they got, you know, shitty baby daddy and they got a great career and no relationship or a shitty shitty relationship with no progression in their career. It's just all fucked up because yeah, yeah. we don't, we don't, it's, and it's not about being negative. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's really right. about just setting them up correctly and shedding light on the dark spots for them so they can see exactly. it better. So they can see it. Mm-hmm. And they know what to do with it when life throws that type of shit at them because it's coming. But as young men, <laughs> regardless, <laughs> yeah, it's coming regardless. But as young men and young boys, they deliberately pull us to the side and tell us that kind of shit, which they don't always tell young girls the whole story. Right. Or mm-hmm. young girls may see struggle, they may see hardship, but nobody breaks it down and explains it to them. They just saw their mama struggle. They saw their daddy mm-hmm. struggle. They saw their grandma struggle. But, but it didn't come. With, it didn't come with no instruction. It didn't come yeah. with no details. It didn't come with no you know, like yeah. no walkthrough kind of situation. Yeah. Right. It didn't. It, it didn't come with no lecture. It didn't come with no sit down and let me show you what's going down. It just came with the emotional connectivity of oh I see my parents struggling or I see my mama working hard or I see my daddy not here or I see my grandma mm-hmm. taking care of everything so when I grow up this is what I'm gonna mimic and mirror and basically and, and ain't nobody really telling them what was really going down and why shit was going down like that that was so mm-hmm. then you got all these women running on templates and you looking at her like you know how you act don't really apply to your life <laughs> yeah. right you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, like the the character you playing don't really match your personality. It don't really match your mm-hmm. lifestyle. You yelling out shit from the mountaintops that ain't got shit to do with you because you saw your mama go through that shit, but you not in that same position at all. So fashion overdress, Gucci, Gucci purse, <laughs> uh, 
goddamn Dior shoes, go home yeah. to the mattress on the floor, no furniture yeah. in your living room. Yeah, dog. But <laughs> a, a, enough of that shit for right now, dog. Let's, yeah. let's, let's get into this topic, though. So the, I, I think the topic right now is black men versus racism. Um, mm -hmm. And this is set to be a pretty deep topic. I don't even want to know if I want to call it <clears throat> controversial because we all know racism exists. I think right. it exists at different levels for different people. I think right. we all have, of course, a different experience with racism and what we've actually been through, especially as mm -hmm. it relates to differences in generation. Like our parents and grandparents' generation definitely have probably a different take on racism because <clears throat> they were more so alive and in the midst of like actual segregation, like colored only sure. and yeah. you know what I'm saying? All of that, you know, mm -hmm. Jim, Jim Crow action and all of that. So, sure. but yeah, man, let's, we gonna dig into how it feels, what you go through, what we go through rather, and your thoughts on being a black man in society, so Western society, of course, we in Texas, we in the United States. Um, everything that happened this year with George Floyd from Houston, Texas, sure. by the way. Um, mm -hmm. Everything that's going down or has gone down in the past with other events in the media as far as black people being killed, beaten, lynched, murdered. Um, how do you think, let me just start off and ask you, do you think those things have affected you? And if they have, how so and to what degree? And bro, honestly, <clears throat> the way that I personally personally look at life, I feel like it's a lot different than than other people. Like you can you never want to forget, you know, what our people, when I say our people, I mean black people have been through in the past. Mm -hmm. You never want to forget the things that we are currently going through as well. But me on the you know, on the journey that I'm on, on the you know, spiritual level that I'm on, I feel that I try not to invite those type of situations or those type of scenarios or just that energy to even come into my life. Like <clears throat> you know, when all this stuff is going, you know, when all this stuff is going on, let's just, uh, for example, like with George Floyd, like, of course, that's a, you know, nobody wants that, bro. It sucks to watch stuff like that. You know, I don't even like watching things like that, but it's still, it's still good to know that, hey, you need to be aware these things can happen to you. Just make sure that you know where you are, what you're doing, just that cause and effect type thing that we spoke on. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I've seen two sides to, you know, to the race thing, like, I don't present myself in a way to where a white person may be, you know, they may feel threatened by me or they may be aggressive towards me. I don't try to hang around people that may invite that type of culture or invite that type of environment. So I don't really run into it too much. Of course I have, and I have friends that have run into it, but me personally, I just try not to put myself in those situations, Jonathan. I, I feel like we can avoid that. If we don't think about it, we don't put ourselves out there into that, you know, that bubble for racism, we, we really don't have to deal with it. I know that it's real. I know that we don't want to go through it, but it's like, it, it's going to, it's going to happen, bro. We, we're going to have to live through it. So we need to find ways to cope or to basically like navigate through it. You know what I mean? I think we focus too much on the act of it happening. It's oh, we want to march. We want to act a fool. We want to do this. We want to do this. But are those really the ways to combat this? Like, I don't think that we think about the way to 
we need to stop saying end it because it's not going to end. We need to find ways to either cope with it or to decrease it, if anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's yeah. I feel yeah, like for- that's what we need to do more than trying to like attack the situation. Okay, for sure. Um, I think as it relates to events in the media, um, I was I was definitely kind of moved by just. I don't even want to really single out George Floyd. I'll just say that everything that has happened in the past decade, right? You know, as a black person first, you know, um, before I'm even a black man, because, you know, black men, black women mixed, you know, people classify themselves different ways. But, you know, just as a as a black person, period, you you have to take note of what's going on. And then you have to kind of understand why it's like that and like the historical perspective behind it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then for me, to your point, I've used that as not only a reference, but as motivation to be like, Mm -hmm. okay, something needs to be different with the way I do things so that I'm not, so I'm not in the wrong spot or so that I'm Mm -hmm. not, poorly positioned or so that I'm not doing something with lack of awareness that okay I'm doing this and there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing but I still need to understand the way excuse me the way the world is built you know Mm -hmm. um perceived you know like how how I can be perceived based on how I'm positioned in that physical moment but then also Mm -hmm. too based on all of the the back end things that really allowed me to be more so of what I like to consider kind of like the the Trojan horse, you know? So mm-hmm. I'll explain that to the point of, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of times what I see in the black community is that certain things will go down. Certain things will happen in the media. Somebody will die, get shot, something. Uh, mis- m- mistrial, going going to jail for no reason, or you know, like you know, some, something that right, right. something that we consider small, but it's still big as it speaks to racial profiling and the way the system is set up. Like when Vic went to jail for them dogs. Oh yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like Vic went to jail for two years over them dogs, but you got people out here shooting people upside the head who yes, who, who at the crib eating a bowl of Rice Krispies right now you know yep. so yep. or and, and never and never went to jail you know was barely right. ever you know put in no cuffs never put on no mm-hmm. orange jumpsuit but you know when I think about that I think about okay as a black person as a black man what are things that I need to do in my everyday life to make sure that I'm positioned to not only have that affect me directly but then start to kind of change the paradigm for the people around mm-hmm. me and the next generation. So <clears throat> when I think about myself as a professional, right? <clears throat> right. My goal every day is to not dwell on the fact that I'm going to be one of the only black people in the building. Bro, and yes. I, I think that a lot of people in the black community, they like to dwell and shine the light and make themselves stand out to be, well, I'm one of the only black people in my office or, you know, black, black, black. And it's just like, okay, like we see you dog, you know? Yeah. Like, they, yeah. It's, it's clearly, we see yeah. You're there. Clearly you're mm-hmm. black. And as I spoke about when we talked about business a while back, you know, my business, I wanted my business to be a business and not highlighted as a black business because 
I think that when we do that, <clears throat> we subconsciously we subconsciously trigger ourselves and other people to view us in a separated, smaller, minor category, you know, right. as it relates to minorities, right? So mm -hmm. what I want to do is I don't want I don't want to be mistreated for being black, but I also don't want any special privileges for being black either. I want to be hey. the best in the building, period, without regardless. It mm -hmm. doesn't have anything to do with me being black. But in order to do that, you have to dig deeper into how you position yourself to, first of all, qualify for certain areas in life and then mm -hmm. capitalize on that experience so that now you're creating experience and experience for others, especially in the professional world, to where if you're not a part of the operation, then shit falls apart. You know, right, exactly. And the more we do that on a business side, on a professional side, on a going to work side, on how we prepare ourselves with our education and our resume and how we interview and how we speak, I think that we'll begin to have more people in power who can affect the change that we shout from the mountaintops mm -hmm. about that we just want <laughs> people to give us. And right. they're not going to give it to us. We got to give it to us. We got to make right. that change, but we got to make that change from inside. So back to the Trojan horse metaphor, it's like, I'm not being fake or fraud at all when I show up. Like when, when I show up to my work building, I show up with both of these nose rings in. I show up with mm -hmm. a face full of hair, a head full of hair, a body full of tattoos, but they right. respect me because I respect them. And then in certain instances where... You know, of course, over the years, I've run into passive racism and I've run into right. slick remarks. And especially as black men will definitely get, you know, a big end of that, a big percentage of that, because people are not afraid of us filing any type of sexual <laughs> harassment or abuse, you know, abuse, right. you know, cases or nothing like that. Because if you say the wrong shit to yeah. a black woman or you make a slick mark about her, that shit can turn upside down for you real quick. Real but, quick, yeah. As black men, we know if we get out of line, we're going to get shot in the head immediately, yeah. you know, or we're going to mm -hmm. get pinned up against the wall. So there's a certain amount of professionalism that I still have to carry myself with, even though I look this right. way. So mm -hmm. what I what I want to showcase and bring to the people around me and the next generation is that you have to think about if you line all of us up, right? Black man, mm -hmm. black woman, white man, white woman, Indian, Mexican, Chinese, Asian, whatever. Just go down the line of every hue or shade of person from both genders and then ask yourself out of which one, who has to be the most aware and the most cognitively developed and who has to more so alter themselves the most out of all of them people in that lineup? You right. know what I'm saying? And, right. you know, not, not, and I hate relating this to dogs, right? But it's like black men are the pit bulls of America to where we've been labeled these mean, aggressive, you know, problematic creatures and beings when really we're just products of our environment. Cause anybody who's been around an actual pit bull knows that the mm -hmm. motherfucker is nice as fuck unless you train them to yeah, fuck somebody you, up. Yeah. But mm -hmm. they can't change how they look. <clears throat> You know, they right. can't change that they're a more muscular or quote unquote intimidating dog. And 
for right. me, when I when I think of intimidating, I, I feel like nothing's actually intimidating. You're just intimidated. Right, bro. Yeah, you're just you know? intimidated. Because yeah. I'm fucking terrified of snakes, nigga. But then that, that ain't mm. the snake fault, though. That's my fault. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, like, yeah. that's, that's my problem. And right. the more we can get inside and the more we can affect change consistently through our performance, I think that we'll have more of that platform to really make a big change and really do some of the mm. things that as a black community, we plead and beg for, but that's, that's not, that's not how we're going to achieve forward, that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's nah. not how we're going to move forward. Mm -hmm. Bro, I want to go back to that point that you made, cause it stood out to me the most, um, I'm not gonna say the most, but it, stood, it really stood out to me when you said you have to qualify Bro, mm -hmm. not just in the not just in the workplace, not just being able to qualify for the position that you're in. You have to be able to qualify in the scenario or in the environment that you are currently in. Now, when I when I thought of that, I thought like, okay, let's just say we go to the corner store, right? Mm -hmm. You walk in and your pants hanging down. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you got a big T-shirt on. You talking, yep. you know, reckless. You know, your mm -hmm. your speech slurred or whatever. You know, you right. talking. How you just talk, you know, around your partners and that's totally fine. But let's say I walk in there, you know, and my pants are at my waist. I still may have just like a t-shirt and some jeans on, but I have a belt on and my pants are up. And, you know, I'm talking, you know, professionally, semi-professionally with you or with the clerk or whatever. I feel like that's qualifying in that environment. Like, if, let's just say somebody did come around, they're going to be more prone to, to disregard you or to be more aggressive towards you or to really just have some, you know, some type of you know, racial thought about you just because of your appearance and then how you're carrying yourself, your demeanor. Right. You know, if, if they hear me talking well or they hear me, you know, or, you know, they see my appearance, they may think like, okay, you know, I don't really have to deal with him. He, he seemed like he got himself together. So I feel like you do have to qualify depending on the situations and the, you know, the audience that you're in front of. So I, mm -hmm. I think that was a, a good point that could have been taken multiple different ways, but we do have to think. I think about that all the time, actually, bro. Like if I know I'm going to go somewhere, mm -hmm. I make sure that, I qualify for where I'm about to be. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want any any form of, you know, I guess disconnect or any form of like, you know, misconception whenever somebody sees me. And bro, it's, it's really crazy. So I live like in, I guess, the rich or fancy part of Austin, right? So whenever I whenever I go to HEB or when I did go to HEB or whatever, just just to like see how people like will change bro let's just say like even if i just had on something random like i have a septum piercing right so i feel that whenever i wear the septum out and i have gauges as well i usually get more friendly remarks more friendly comments people comment mm -hmm. on my hair yeah. you know they're they're just more open to me because i guess i don't look like the typical right, black right. person so they, sure. they feel more comfortable for me so somehow i qualify in mm -hmm. those scenarios now if i had this hat on and you know i probably had this hood on and i was walking through there then they might be a little more like oh you know, right. like, okay, hold on. Yeah, like, what's going let's see on? what's going on. Right. Yeah, and it's like, they don't they don't even know me yet, but let's just say I was walking on the phone looking like this, and they heard me have a conversation, and I was speaking speaking well. Then I feel like they may, you know, step back and be like, okay, you know, this person is not as bad. So I, I think that we, we have to be, we have to be aware of who we are and how we present ourselves in the world today. But I think that's that plays a big part on how we get treated. The way that you qualify or you present yourself definitely plays a part on how people will treat you. Now we do see in the media, we do see sometimes where 
people could be coming from work and then they get harassed or they, you know, the police say something to them. But I feel like when those situations happen, it's not fully because you're black, they're white, they're right. And you know, uh, just that you're black and they're white. Mm -hmm. Some people bro are just, they just are rude people. They just don't give a damn. If they have power, they will abuse that power. They don't even have to be the fact that they're racist. They just don't fuck with people, bro. They just really just want to be assholes to somebody younger than them. Somebody they feel that they may be able to manipulate. You know right, what I mean? Or right. like, let's just say, if you look like you may have been in trouble before, the police gonna question you about it. They gonna try to do something to stir you up to get you back to that place to where you were if you were that type of person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I just think that you have to be smarter and you just have to maneuver the right way in this world, bro. Right. Because that's I sure. don't like. I don't like to. We know that there's racism, but I don't like to dwell on the fact that this person is racist. This person is racist. No, this is just a whole ass person. And maybe I did something that you know, or maybe I was giving off some type of vibe that I probably shouldn't have. I know it sucks that we have to tip throw, tiptoe through life, different than other people. In some situations, yes, we do. But bro, it's like, what can we do about it if we're not going to make a change? If we're not going to find different ways to you know, to change that. So, I mean, I have suggestions, but we can get to that a little bit later. But yeah, I definitely want to speak on the qualified part, bro. Because that yeah, was, that was sure. deep. No, nah, that's, nah, that's good, bro. That's good. I know everybody appreciate that shit. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, I think to piggyback on what you just said, I think too, we, we have to, we have to understand the nature of the beast a little bit better too, um, which is why I made the statement earlier about understanding the the historical you know, relation and connectivity to why things happen the way that they happen. Because even if something's not on the front of somebody's brain, right? You have to you have to know that for the past, however long humans have been on this earth, there's been a timeline of events. And those timeline right. of events have caused and affected certain things. You know, like it all boils back down to principles. So right. you have to know that, let's just say you have a white person. And you have a white Mm -hmm. person that has only ever been around white people. And you have a Mm -hmm. white person that has only ever been around white people in what we consider the better parts of a city or a town or a state. So Mm -hmm. when they come or when they cross paths with someone who didn't grow up the way they grew up, they don't talk the way that they talk. They don't look the way that they look. And they're it's foreign to them you know just 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 to boil it all down it's foreign to them and it's uncomfortable so and a lot of times too if you don't grow up and you're not experienced or you don't have reps in a certain thing you're not going to be good at it and i think a lot of times Mm -hmm. we expect other races that are non-black to be good and to be accepting and to (laughs) be aware of black urban like norms right? right and then when they're not we're quick to be like, oh, they racist, you know, motherfuckers trying to hold us down. And it's like, no, nah, that, that motherfucker don't know what you talking about, you know? No, nah, they just don't know. You no, know, yeah. like they're just, they're ignorant to it. And anyone's first action or first reaction or first defense, if you will, when they don't know what's going on is to make sure they protect themselves, you know? Yep, it's themselves first, bro. Themselves first, because outside of them being whatever race they are, they got a family, they got kids, they got a job. Hey. They got shit that they love and care about too. So, mm-hmm. and that's not saying that these people are some of those select people are not specifically racist, but right. we have to understand that 
racist and non-racist who are not from where you from, who don't look how you look, who didn't grow up around you or around other people like you, you mm -hmm. are different to them. And anything right. that's different is going to be somewhat uncomfortable. And every time we're uncomfortable, we look for protection. When you, if, yep. if, if you walk outside right now and it's cold and you ain't got no jacket, what you gonna do? Run back in the fucking house and get a jacket. You, know, and get jacket, you know, yeah. if you hear somebody rattling at your fucking door, you don't know if they black, white, blue, or green, you're gonna grab your gun and go to work. Exactly. <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So exactly. I think I think that that same that same element exists for everybody racist or non-racist so i think before we label anybody racist we have to understand where they may be coming from and not coming from and be like okay this person may have never seen nobody like me before so let me just understand that they may be uncomfortable with me or 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 vice versa you can be uncomfortable right. with them and not you know, you don't have to necessarily beat yourself over the head about it, but just understand like why that's going down. Dang. Okay. That that's that's re that's really a good point, bro. Because it's and then I, when you were saying that, I even just had a scenario in head because in my head because you you talked about protection. So let's just say, you know, something happened with you and your partner, y'all out, and then police come up and you know they attack your partner even you know more than they. Are to you or whatever they put him on the ground they handcuffing him da da da, da. your partner is expecting you to be like bro what the fuck y'all doing y'all not finna do this 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 and this <laughs> but mm -hmm. you also have to protect yourselves bro and it's like i think we get caught up in so many of those situations like damn am i being a whole ass friend am i supposed to just let you know put myself in the same position that my partner is in currently by saying some fly shit or trying to fight off the police because nobody's gonna do that or do i remember like hey bro i got a good ass job that i gotta be at tomorrow i'm gonna try to do what i can to like get you out of this situation but for us both to be acting a fool right now it's not gonna go the way that it should you know what i mean right. and it's like i think that we get too caught up in that as as black people bro that we expect it's almost like crabs in the bucket, bro. It's like we expect somebody else to come down with us just because it's some it's some whole ass shit going on. It's like, no, mm -hmm. I gotta do what's best for me. I'm not gonna leave you hanging, but we gotta make the best out of this already fucked up situation type thing. You know what I mean? Right. And I th I think that's something that we we tend to to overlook or not not think about. I know it's hard to in the in the moment in the situations, but if we prepare and we think about these things before, we we won't even run into those issues, bro. More, you yeah. know, more than likely. Yeah, man. But I sure. got, Go I got like a, uh, I don't know if it's like a thought or like a question to ask, but because somebody brought this to me before, we're talking about racism, same thing, mm -hmm. and they were saying like, you know how people are always like, we've been going through this for four hundred years, our ancestors were slaves, they got beat, they were doing this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, and they were like, right, but that's not your reality like you're not mm -hmm. going through that right now so why continue to hold that hostility mm -hmm. and you know still hold that anger in the current situation on the current times when that's not really what's going on yes you can compare what happened to george floyd as a lynching or yes you can compare you know some of these you know some of these incidents that we run into as black people as you know racism or whatever but do you do you think that we still need to hold on to this like, oh, I was a slave, we was a slave mentality and bring that to our current now, bro? Because it's like, why, why use that aggression from the past, from the past to 
you know, to our current situations because it's, we don't have to live like that no more, bro. We're not shackled down. We don't have masters. Like we're free people to do as we please. We just need to do the things that we want to do the correct way, bro. So I feel, I kind of, I kind of feel the same way, bro. I kind of agree. Like, yes, fucked up and it's messed up that what we went through, but that's not me. Like they went through that to to get us to where we are and I'm appreciative, mm-hmm. but I don't want to hold on to that negativity in my current self. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of people. I know that that's that's gonna be controversial. I know a lot of people are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" But it's like, we. I feel like we put burdens on ourselves, bro. Oh man. Um. As as it speaks to that, a lot of people in all situations, even outside of racism, have a trouble uh, have trouble with converting their energy. So, mm-hmm. what I mean by that shit is, you know, if you're mad about something that happened in the past instead of converting that energy and using that as fuel to be better and to learn and to move forward and to remember what happened in the past as a checkpoint to be like, I ain't going back there. So what, what do I need to do to move forward? Not dwell on it or whatever. It's just like, if you got, if, if you fall on the ground and you fucking bust your shit open and then instead of just letting it heal and then knowing not to fall on the ground again, you keep picking at the fucking scab and then being like, look, I fell, you know, just <laughs> <Yeah>. like nigga, <laughs> stop picking at that shit. Let that shit heal. We know you feel. We know that shit hurt. Yes. We know you don't like the way it look. We know that's a part of your history. We know that was your first time riding a bike, whatever. Let that shit right. heal. So it scabs over and fucking swells down and you know recovers and then you got new skin ride your bike better nigga you know yeah, like exactly yeah. and that's mm-hmm. and that's it but don't don't sit here and just keep talking about how you fell off the bike and somebody didn't teach you how to ride the bike right and all of this shit or bringing up something from the past like slavery like okay yes our ancestors went through that yes that shit was unfortunate yes it happened in history cannot take it back and because of that we are fighting certain economical factors in certain yep. societal groomings that have set us back on paper but now we live in a world of resources we live in a world where we can make a change we live in a world where we have or you can do whatever you want to do or at least learn it from your phone mm-hmm. you know what i'm have saying means. yes we have and, means, bro. and that and that part of it is fairly recent so mm-hmm. why are we not exploring once again more ways to position ourselves and be better versus just rehashing something that first we were not a part of all right mm-hmm. now you can feel how you feel you can walk around with your chest out and proud at the fact that <laughs> your people were a part of those previous generations that went through that because both of ours were as well. You know, mm-hmm. every, every every black person to date in America is related to someone that is, at some given point was a, a slave or a servant or, you right. know, a, a house nigga, whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. okay, let let me honor that person who went through that struggle by doing the best that I fucking can to make sure that my family and my lineage never reverse and go back to that type of shit again. Hey, let me break some of these generational curses. Let mm-hmm. me position myself. Let me use my education. 
Let me use my platform. Let me do the best that I can do on a daily basis to make sure that all of that don't go to waste because they, because yeah, yeah. they, because they somewhere in the stars right now looking down, going, look at this motherfucker shouting from the mountaintops, yeah. not doing shit, <laughs> not doing a goddamn thing. I got yeah, my yeah. ass beat, picking cotton, bleeding mm-hmm. hot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we did all that for a way out or just hope for a way out for a tunnel that seemed to never end. Some of our relatives and ancestors died in those fields and Mm -hmm. in those yards and in those gardens and in those tunnels and and on those railroads, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. let me not disrespect them by being fucking lip service. Yeah, exactly. Sitting around talking pretty instead of just doing some shit. Let me just exactly. let me just do something and understand that things are the way they are due to hundreds of years of grooming. But mm-hmm. it's our job to correct that. It's our job it, to move forward. And it's not just posting a, a black, you know, a black post. Just you know, saying, "Oh, okay, well, we finna just black out this day." To bro, it's it's so much deeper than that because most of the time when people do this they only do it for show so that everybody else thinks that they're participating in this so-called movement bro and i feel like if you're not going to be genuine about it or if you really just you know if you don't have a solution it's like it's okay to be silent bro that doesn't mean that you don't care about what's going on that doesn't mean that you're you know you don't want change it's just like don't just do some shit just to be doing it because that's i don't like when stuff is ingenuine you know what i mean like if you're really passionate about it show that shit you i don't need to see you posting a million things but like if you out there in the streets and you try not protesting and marching but if you out there trying to give people better opportunities or you trying to give people ways to change their lives i i can appreciate that bro i i can i can respect those type of things but like the little stuff that we really get caught up into the media that we get caught up into that that really don't move me you know what i mean i don't I'm not phased by it at all. Okay. Yeah, that's the, that's a bit. Um, as, as it relates to the topic of being or black man versus racism, um, out outside of what you spoke on, as far as like you realize based on how you package yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you are treated differently, and I honestly feel feel the same way. Um. Because me being in the the, the fitness industry, um, me having tattoos and the beard and nose rings and shit like that, like that shit is labeled as like cool. That actually makes me more credible because I right. look like a former athlete and I look like, you know, I know what I'm talking about and like I work out. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely want to talk to him because he looked like he worked out all fucking right. day. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. um, so a lot of that too is also a part of conditioning as well or positioning as well so how would you say that as as a as a black man are there anything or is there anything and are there things that you find yourself doing as a black man or as a black person that you know you're doing it because of that reason Mm, so you mean dang so 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 you're saying like go ahead no i'm saying so so you're saying like do i use my like in what situations do i use my blackness i mean you 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 can use it as a pro or con or just something that's kind of like you know because i'm black this is what i gotta do you know type type shit Mm -hmm. so okay so 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 for example bro i'll i'll go first and i'll turn it right back over to you 
when I'm when I'm walking down the hall or when I'm walking on a sidewalk or something, if okay. there's if there's a woman walking that's going to walk beside me and my mm -hmm. free hand is empty closest to her, mm -hmm. I make sure I put something in that hand. Mm, I see what you're saying. Okay. So there's gonna be no environment of my hands are free to do some shit to her because mm -hmm. I have my bag in that hand. I have my phone in that hand and you walked by me and that side of my body was occupied. So we ain't even got to fucking go there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, okay. so as a, as a black man, those are kind of like some, mm. some behind the scenes type things that go on in my brain because I am black. And I know that, you know, my frame of reference is to be proactive. So I just don't have to deal with certain shit. So, yeah. Okay. You know, okay. Is, is there anything that you do, you know, to make sure that you either use, use mm -hmm. your blackness to your advantage? Yeah. Or right. is okay. it something that's like, damn, because I'm a nigga, let me, <laughs> <laughs> let I me guess, do this. Yeah, so I guess. I guess to like it's 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 almost like what I said earlier. When when I go to H E B, I'm just like I I I put on a whole new you know what I mean like persona <laughs> to show that I can fit in. You know I can fit in with the people at the store or whatever. But like you know I go outside a lot and I fish a lot. And I think a lot of things that I the main thing that I use is just my personality, bro. And I smile and I always speak to people no matter if they speak to me or not. So like mm -hmm. if I go fishing, bro, and I see people like coming to the boat ramp or I see people just like you know standing in the general area, I don't think that people gonna right off the bat think okay it's a black man fishing here he might be aggressive let mm -hmm. me you know stand guard or let me act a fool so like if i see somebody come around i can feel somebody's presence i'll turn around you know i'll speak i'll just you know how, how are you doing and you know then that'll spark conversation because they like oh okay he he's not aggressive because he's the one that spoke to me first mm -hmm. and just i think it's just the the area that i live in it's either old white people white people white people bro mm -hmm. or it's just you know there's there's not many black people in my area so i feel that i just have to you know break that you know break that curse of like okay do i speak do i not speak i just go ahead and just do it right off the bat just so that i can break the ice and they just show that there's no you know there's no hard feelings there i think the only thing that people and they'll they'll try to do it like you know on the slick they'll they'll come down they'll be like Oh, do you live close by here? <laughs> like, you know, just be like, <laughs> how the fuck did you get in this area? Yep. Because only people that live here can be in this area. So, Facts. like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, no, you know, I live, you know, probably like five minutes from here. I live in the neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. I had one time, bro, like, it was another guy who fished all at the same spot all the time. So, he mm -hmm. even spoke for me one time because he, he probably could have felt that, you know, that she was asking for that reason you know what i mean just to be right, like well, right. i need to get this nigga out of here yeah so he was just like oh no yeah he's like yeah he just lives right down the road we fish here together all the time he's just an awesome guy man it's just like i feel like when when you present yourself the right way he was on board with me bro like bro cool with me we fish and we don't have no you know no beef bro it's really funny <laughs> i remember i told my now the same story so like me and him was fishing all the time bro you know he always speaking he's like yeah you know i'm always for the youth or for you know people that are in bad areas you know my my job is to make sure that i create an environment to upbringing kids and you know mostly minorities this this and this it's like you know they be telling you this stuff to be like hey bro i'm on your side kind of thing mm -hmm. bro jonathan i swear to you <laughs> he came fishing one day bro and it was funny because the shirt you know when you just put a shirt on it still yeah. got the creases and everything yep, in it. for sure bro he had a shirt from the what was it the 
it was like a, a National American Museum shirt that he just bought. And he just knew because we was playing to go fishing together. Bro, it's like he just took that mug out the paper, put that mug on. It was just like Superman. Yeah. Like, hey, you, right. like, you see me? Like, And the crazy part is I never commented on his shirt one time. And I feel like he felt the way because he wanted me to acknowledge that. But it's like, mm-hmm. bro, we already been chilling and hanging out. Like, you don't got, you know, you don't have to yeah. do the most. Like, we respect each other. I don't want, I don't want it to be about race. Like, I think that's the whole problem is because we just need to be able to be cool with one another uh-huh. we need to be able to have conversation and dialect with anybody different age groups bro different you know millennials with old people you know young people kids but we just need to be able to just really talk to each other without having any kind of mindset you know any kind of confrontation any kind of thoughts to where we think that this person may be a certain type of way i feel like if you if we were to get on board with more people that were not like us, whether you're black, white, pink, purple, bro, if you were to reach out or if you were to just really, you know, let your personality shine with somebody of a different race, like, I don't think we would have to run into this kind of stuff, bro. And I think the problem is, is like, we tiptoe too much instead of confronting it, not like I'm saying like, oh, we need to say like, oh, don't be racist, this, this, and this, but be a friend to somebody, bro. Just be a good person to other people. And I think that that is going to go a long way. And I think that's what we don't do as a society, which is why there's so much tension. We don't know how to be comfortable and be okay with other people. That's not mm-hmm. like us. You know what I mean? Right. I and think, I, th- I think that's the, that's the issue. And, and I think, and I think what happens is that, um, I think what happens is that we want, and I think this goes for both parties, not just black to white, but also white to black and other races too. Cause you know, it ain't just white and black people in the world. We got fucking a whole hundred thousand shades of people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think that what happens is that when, when you're not in the know and when you're quote unquote uncomfortable, you're looking for this extreme experience. You're looking for something to either blow up and be completely fucked up, or you're looking for this magical unicorn experience of like, oh my God, I magically like you and I'm in love with you out of nowhere. And it's like, nah, you kind of have you kind of have to work that a little bit. You know, it's just yeah, like building, mm-hmm. it's like building any relationship. I mean, even from black to black people, like you show up to the court the first time for the pickup game, niggas don't know you. Like, I ain't picking that nigga up. I don't fuck with him. So you're going to have to go hoop with the scrubs so they can yeah. see your skills show your, yeah, show your and, yeah. and, and, and get to know you and then know that you cool, mm-hmm. talk a little trash on the court so they know you down and all that shit. Yeah. And then they be like, all right, that's mm-hmm. what's up, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then the same, the same thing happens with the white guy when he shows up to the court. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, too, what, what helped me is that me being the only child growing up, I didn't have no siblings in the house. So I didn't have no, mm-hmm. I didn't have no built in friends. So, yeah. so all of the, all of my friends that I had to make, I had to put in that work. Yeah. You had to do the work. Yeah, so it, it would, I mean, and you remember when I moved to Pearland, Ed Powers was my first friend. You remember Ed Portsmouth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? He straight across the street yeah, from me. Yeah. Exactly. So Ed was my first homeboys, you know, mm-hmm. white as flour, motherfucker. you know, yeah. white, exactly. as, white as pure exactly. cane sugar, you know, yeah. and me and mm-hmm. Ed was kicking it, you know, for a long yeah, tough, time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and we still cool today, but you know, end yeah. up playing different sports and shit, and you know how it go. Went to a huge ass high yeah. school, so it just don't work out. Exactly. Um, it don't but work out the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't no fucking beef. Though. It is still 
still my guy, you know? Exactly, um, exactly. But it was never an issue of him being white or me being black. Mm -hmm. And it was never a disrespect or no slick shit, just not between me and Ed, but me and his parents either. And then my parents to his right. parents and, and back and forth. Um, mm -hmm. what also helped me too, which, you know, I, I don't even know if you know this, cause I mean, we lived on the same street, but I don't know how much you actually saw of my family, you know, but mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. my mom was married at the time to, to a Puerto Rican guy mm -hmm. and my dad, you know, on the Southwest, he was married to a white woman at the time. So bro, like I'm living at home with a Hispanic father <laughs> figure. And then I mm -hmm. go to see my real dad and he has a white wife. So, bro, right. I'm just in a whirlwind of culture. Yeah, exactly. You got culture. Yeah, you, you just know? got culture. <laughs> right. And then I'm, I'm around my actual blood relatives and they all black. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, like we good. And before I moved mm -hmm. to Pearland, I was coming coming from Sunnyside, coming from Third Ward. So it's like, exactly, yeah, like, like exactly. whatever. Like I'm good wherever I go. And That's I yes. know that whoever I meet, they don't know me and I don't know them. So I treat everything the same way. Um, so that's, right. that's kind of, but you still you conditioned yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You conditioned yourself too, though, to be okay. And to be able to be versatile in those situations, not that you're putting on a, a costume, bro, but it's just like, that's who you are. You know how to approach somebody and to make that connection with them. That's right. what, that's what the key is. You, we have to be able to connect with these people who are different than us. Yeah. Of course you guys might not see eye to eye, but that's because you don't know this person's lifestyle and they don't know your lifestyle that's the only you know don't know in the equation it's not because they don't fuck with you because they hate you because you're black y'all don't know each other bro so it's like there's gonna be some form of diversity or i don't even want to say animosity but yeah there's gonna be some type of plex in the middle right there <laughs> that's just unavoidable you know what i'm saying like it's <laughs> it's just there bro it's it's, it's there sure. and it's, it's crazy because like not even just go too deep into it but like at work bro like of course, I work in a, the, the place where I work is very free. Everybody is welcoming, no matter who you are, whatever walk of life you have. But I, I feel that just my personality, I have never run into an issue to where I could feel somebody dislike me because I was black, bro. Give me some type of kickback because I was black. I, I feel like that's, that's just nothing that I've run into, but I feel like I'm the reason that that hasn't happened to me. Like mm -hmm. they choose me to be, in every single video, bro, any video that they finna put out, mm -hmm. they send me an email like, hey, do you wanna participate in this? I'm sure mm -hmm. some of it has to do because they wanna add diversity in culture of and course. show that they're welcoming to everybody. But I also think that they really fuck with me and they really appreciate the person that I am and what I have brought to the table right. as far as work. So right. I feel like we don't need to harbor so much on black, white, racism, this, you know, cause at the end of the day, it's just, how do you present yourself to people? Do y'all really know each other? Can y'all get to level or to know each other? And if there is tension, how do you maneuver it? That's all mm -hmm. it is, bro. All right, I, bro. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't support the, I mean, not that I don't support, but I don't really want to dwell in racism. It's just, we need to come together as people, bro. Nah, bro, I, I definitely agree. So, my last point, because you got some people listening to this shit like, y'all acting like racism don't exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Y'all just want to love it's, everybody and act I've like been, they I've didn't, been a part of it, bro. They didn't yeah. kill a lot of people. So I'm, I'm definitely aware of that. And I spoke to that mm -hmm. when we first got on the call. But so now what I want to ask, not but, but what I want to ask 
is have the police hold me before yes i mean what yes yeah. for sure mm -hmm. but not only white cops though you know what i'm saying oh yeah damn black black cops have fucked with me too hispanic all yeah. of you know yeah. um mm -hmm. i've actually probably experienced more racism in the workplace when i first started but that's because i believe that manager specifically just had his own issues going on but you know, what, what I want to talk about right here, just to kind of finish up the call, bro, is outside of everything that you've talked about, are there mm -hmm. any ways, as it relates to racism being a real thing, right? Are mm -hmm. there any ways that you're aware of that you actually use racism to your advantage or prejudice to your advantage? Dang, so so you mean like, do I like to to use my black card in certain in certain I mean, situations? It it can be to use your black card. It can be because I'm black. Like I know that I can do this or just whatever. Like, oh, see, okay, bro. I'm glad you brought that up because okay, <laughs> like me, sure. bro. It's crazy because like a lot of people know how I am too, bro. I don't like. Nigga shit, bro. <laughs> when I say like nigga shit, I, and it's not me being racist towards my own people. Like I just don't fuck with ignorance, bro. Like got we you. gotta know better and we got to do better. So I'm glad you brought that up. So like when I say like nigga shit, bro, I mean like let's say we at the club, right? And we know we gotta stand in line. We know we have to stand in line. Right. And we in the line or somebody in the line like hey bro come on man you done let three bitches in bro i'm trying to get in this hole bro i got bread i got nigga do you have to do that you know there's a line <laughs> there's a line right? right we know we have to wait this is probably not your first time coming to this club either right it's gonna be the same amount of people in there when you get there they're gonna have the same drinks the music is still gonna be good by the time you get in there i promise you're not missing out on anything bro just chill like just relax bro or let's just say like you know we walking down sixth street and it's like you know and the police acting a fool or whatever doing what they doing it's somebody like hey fuck them laws bro fuck the pigs but it's like nigga they were Man. not doing anything to you like why are you acting a fool like that like just chill or if niggas in a big group with their friends and they in that mug just just doing you know just you know how people just be loud bro they want to mm -hmm. play fight they want to just do things that are going to attract possibly negative energy towards them right why do you even have to go that route bro it's like I feel like we put ourselves in these situations that we don't have to, bro. I cannot, I just don't like nigga shit because I feel like we need to, since we already know that people are looking at us, not even negatively, people are already having their eyes on us. We, if we're going to give them something to look at, bro, give them the correct show. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. show them let's just say they think negative already bro show them how why they need to change their mind about you show them that you're actually you know uh you know that you're actually different mm -hmm. you know that you, you're not you're not the norm so right. i feel like we need to focus on those type of things it's like i know it's cool to like thrive in our culture bro like it's cool like if i just want to sit at someone and i just feel like i want to freestyle with my partners and i'm like that's okay but i'm not finna get up on top of the stands and it's your boy Ken. i'm not finna do all that, bro. i'm not it's a time and place for everything if we was at the crib cool that's fine but yeah. i'm not you know it's just like, you just gotta know your personnel know your environment bro and as black people i know we're, we just get so worked up to like we just want to be ourselves and that's cool but 
you got to know your, you know, you just got to be aware, bro. So. Yeah, man. And I, you know, I think we coming from the same place as it relates to your example. Like when I see that type of shit, I'd be like, so like you, you trying to start a fight because they got yeah. guns. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got registered guns bro, and tasers and they have a license to use them hoes. Yes, bro. They can do this. So you really yes, want to go bro. talk shit to somebody who can legally use his gun right now and be good. Right. Like, nah, man, that's that shit ain't smart. <laughs> It's but yeah, to that to that to that same realm of energy, if you will, mm-hmm. you know how I actually use racism or what we would consider racism or, or prejudice to my advantage is that I know and understand that in most settings, people are going to expect me to be one dimensional, you know. Like they're going to expect me to be the, the former athlete who can't think or just all about fitness, but no business, yeah, or no business. they're not going to expect me to have anything more than a sentence or two to say or to speak on a topic. And they're not going to expect me to have done any type of research and understand where I'm coming from and connect the dots. So throughout my journey um, of developing myself, personal and professional, I know that in certain settings, especially when it comes to a professional or, a, or an academic setting, bro, I would fucking present last all the time because I knew, and you know, side note, nigga, and I'm gonna say this shit yeah. all the time. I grew up yeah. a fucking wrestling fan, you know what I'm saying? So like, I yeah. grew up listening to The Rock and Stone Cold and shit get on the fucking mic and yeah. niggas be running their mouth weak as fuck and that music hit and they <laughs> yeah. just blew up the fucking spot. So yeah, bro, like that's yeah. like, when I'm when I'm called or when I'm summoned to say some shit, mm-hmm. that's the kind of energy going I want to have. You know what it's I'm saying? That's the type yeah. of energy I want to have. And I know that going into my everyday situations, that at some right. point I'm gonna be called to speak on something. And because people room, don't okay? yeah, and because people don't really expect much out of black people and a black man. Right. And mm-hmm. they know that I have an athletic background and athletes get labeled as dumb jocks and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. They're not, when I open my mouth, they're not going <laughs> to expect it. or be prepared for what comes out. And they're definitely mm-hmm. not going to be ready for it to be better than the bullshit that they said that they just regurgitated that's, from the that's, verbatim. You yep, know what I'm saying? Because exactly. I because I do my best to understand some shit to the core so I can always put it in my own words. So I'm exactly. never telling you nothing that you can just Google your fucking self. Like you talking to me, <laughs> you're going to get my perspective, not what Wikipedia right. said, not what Webster said, you know? So mm-hmm. I use that to my advantage on an everyday basis to once again, do the due diligence on my part, the back end on my part to make sure that mm-hmm. when I'm called to make a difference, I can make that key difference in the environment. And then now moving forward, the next time they see a young black man on the street that look like me, right. they'll look at him different because of what I did. Yeah, they gonna have that question like, damn, this might be Jonathan. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this motherfucker, he may, I mean, he look like he got a 40 inch vert, but he might be smart yeah. too. <laughs> exactly. You know, mm-hmm. I, I see the tattoos, but he may have something to say. <laughs> He may exactly. have a good resume because I met a guy <laughs> a few years yeah. ago that spoke in a conference room full of white collared uppity motherfuckers and the whole yeah. room stood up and clapped. <laughs> and yeah. because I could do that for myself in that moment, 
that has now given hundreds of other young black men the opportunity the to opportunities, bro. when people <clears throat> look at them, they don't see young, dumb nigga. They see potential. Mm -hmm. They see intelligence. They see someone willing to be groomed and better themselves because of something that I did that I that I took the time to do for myself because I used racism and prejudice to my advantage and not shout from the mountaintop saying like, oh, they're, they just think I'm a dumb, <laughs> like, fuck that shit. <laughs> like, that's yeah. good. I'm glad that they think I'm dumb because I got something for yeah. their ass. Because, yeah, since, here it come, yeah. because since my bar is so low, I have no choice but to blow this motherfucker out the water. You That's know what it. I'm saying? Exactly. You just might so, as well just go 100 in. Right. So I use that to my advantage. And then just to throw this shit out there too, like in, in my position, I use my look to my advantage because not a lot of people expect for me to be the old fat guy in charge, right? Yeah. They expect that to be somebody a little bit older or white or not in shape or just whatever. So when I, I I walk around looking like I'm, you know, at, at home from the, the NFL season and shit, and they think <laughs> I'm just a fucking trainer, a punk ass trainer, yeah. not realizing I'm the whole manager of the entire facility that's been doing paperwork all day. I just yeah, happen, exactly. I just happen to look like I just got done doing a hundred burpees. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> the thing is, oh, you're Mr. Williams, <laughs> right? So I don't, I don't walk around with a badge that says manager. I don't walk around suited and booted or nothing like that. I wear mm -hmm. crisp, clean, respectable work attire. I keep my shape. I keep my face trimmed and like ready to go. Mm -hmm. I keep the edge up on me when I go to work. You know, so it's like when they meet me, right? I get to meet the real person, you know? Mm -hmm. And I use that to my advantage because if they meet a woman, they're gonna put their best foot forward to not offend the woman or to watch what they say to the woman. If they meet a white man, they automatically assume he's in charge and I should talk to him a certain type of way. But when they meet right. me, I'm just <laughs> a, a black guy that works there. They don't know that I'm important. So I right. get to meet the real person up front and then somewhere down the line when we have the big quarterly meeting for fucking strategy, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, what is he doing here? Oh yeah, he, oh, he's the he, presenter. Yeah, yeah, he runs the whole fitness center. Like, oh shit, I talked to that <laughs> nigga stupid two months ago. Exactly, you know? yeah. But exactly. It's, it's, it's too late now, I already know who you are. So we good. Yep. And I, I can use That's that it. to my advantage to know exactly the type of person you are. You know, because you're not going to step outside of your box to get to know me up front. But once again, as a black man, black person, I always have to be aware of who I'm dealing with. So I don't right. cry about prejudice. I don't cry about racism. I convert that shit and I use it to my advantage because I know you that's don't it, think bro. I know you don't think shit of me. And that's fine. That's, that's you it. know what? That's beautiful. Keep doing that shit because <laughs> cause I'm gonna keep winning off of your ignorance and we good. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. And that's even it. when you hold that's me it. to that standard, I'm still gonna blow your ass out the water because yeah, I got yeah, I got not, because I got right, more, more practice than you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I that, have yes, I yes. have more reps than you do on how to present and package myself because your whole because life that. you haven't had to walk in and assess the environment or take a fucking room temperature of how people are feeling and what their facial expressions look like or none of that shit or, or the, mm -hmm. the, the energy of the environment. So yeah. even when you do start to look at me and hold me to that standard, I have more I have more practice than you do. 
You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like my like my muscle mm-hmm. memory is a lot better than yours. So I'm I'm gonna be ahead right. of you like tenfold. We straight. That's it, bro. That's that's a hundred percent it. 